Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll talk about the multiple lawsuits filed against Facebook. And finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from the Washington Post. Last week, rioters breached the United States Capitol in what several commentators have described as domestic terrorism, along with causing destruction and the death of two Capitol Police officers. The events of last week have created a cybersecurity issue. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi's laptop, was taken from her office. In addition, Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon and Majority Whip James Claiborne from South Carolina also confirmed that devices were stolen from their offices. While the House administrator remotely locked laptops and shut down wired network access last week during the breach, there's still a strong possibility that national security information could have been accessed. Experts are still investigating the full extent of the cybersecurity implications of this breach, including how many offices were accessed, which computers were left unlocked by evacuating staffers, and how many devices were ultimately stolen. This story is an important reminder of how cybersecurity must include physical security. Social media site Parler, a website that builds itself as a platform for conservative voices, was basically removed from the internet. Both Google and Apple have removed the website from its app store. Google removed the app for allowing postings that seek to incite ongoing violence in the United States. And Apple removed the app because it was used to plan and facilitate yet further illegal and dangerous activities. Both of these companies made the decision based on how the Parler app was used to coordinate the violence at the Capitol last week. In addition, Amazon Web Service, the leading provider of cloud computing infrastructure, also informed this company that it would be no longer hosting the website. Following these announcements, Parler filed a lawsuit against these companies. While I certainly agree with these companies' decisions to remove these apps from their services, it raises a bigger question of the strength of these tech companies and who should be responsible for policing the Internet. Our last story comes from the Southern District of New York. Last week, the court sentenced a 37-year-old Russian to 12 years in prison for computer intrusion, wire fraud, bank fraud, and illegal online gambling offenses in connection with his involvement in a massive computer hacking campaign that targeted U.S. financial institutions, brokerage firms, financial news publishers, and other American companies. As part of this scheme, Andre Tyron hacked J.P. Morgan Chase, and this resulted in the theft of personal information of over 80 million customers. This is a big deal. Oftentimes, cyber criminals are not caught, let alone charged, convicted, and sentenced. We also have some protect your neck news. 
During this segment, we will be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, issued a private industry notification to warn private organizations of the Egg Rigor ransomware attack. This ransomware gang has claimed to have compromised over 150 organizations. According to Security Affairs, the list of known victims includes Barnes & Noble's, Kmart, and Metro Vancouver's transportation agency, TransLink. According to the FBI's warning, this ransomware gang uses multiple mechanisms to compromise business networks, including targeting business networks and employees' personal accounts that share access with the network. The FBI is warning companies to protect themselves by keeping backups of their data, installing and regularly updating their antivirus software, only using secure networks and avoiding public Wi-Fi networks and using two-factor authentication. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So let's talk about our main topic today which is Facebook, and its multiple antitrust lawsuits. Last month, Facebook was hit with two antitrust lawsuits, one by the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, and the other by state attorney generals for 46 states, the District of Columbia, and Guam. So what exactly is happening? The FTC is seeking a permanent injunction, seeking to ask a federal court to require Facebook to divest its assets. So basically split apart the company, removing Instagram and WhatsApp. Attorney generals seek this similar type of thing, but only in state court. The FTC is accusing Facebook of purchasing its rivals, Instagram and WhatsApp to illegally squash competition. And they're asking for the deals to be unwound. What makes this case interesting is that the FTC actually approved these mergers the FTC did not block Facebook's deal for Instagram or WhatsApp during the Obama administration. The FTC claims that Facebook maintains its dominance by threatening to cut off third-party software developers from plugging into its social network if they made competing products. But one of the biggest hurdles that the FTC will have to get around is explaining why it did not attempt to block the merger of Instagram and WhatsApp in previous years. Another obstacle that the FTC is going to have to deal with is that it's not common for courts to require companies to break up. The last time a major company was actually forced to do so was in 1984, when AT&T was forced to sell off its local phone companies. Frankly, courts are reluctant to require this because it's difficult and because of the impact on the business and the potential spin-off companies. So what do I think is going to happen? I'm thinking more Microsoft than AT&T. In 1998, the Department of Justice and 20 state attorney generals sued Microsoft for anti-competitive behavior in order to maintain its software monopoly. The Department of Justice wanted to split Microsoft up. After a trial and an appeal, the Department of Justice and Microsoft reached a settlement. This settlement meant that Microsoft was not going to be broken up into two companies. Instead, the Department of Justice placed restrictions on the company. 
And I think that this is probably what's going to happen with Facebook, that some type of settlement or agreement is going to be reached. But this is certainly a case that we'll be keeping our eye on because I don't expect it to be finished anytime soon. Our final segment today is our cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award I want to hand out, and it's the wrong answers only meme. One trend on social media is for people to post a picture of a person or thing and ask for wrong answers only. It's pretty funny to see people come up with all types of ridiculous answers. This week award goes to all the Twitter constitutional law scholars who magically appeared on my timeline trying to explain to me and everyone else why President Trump's Twitter ban was a violation of his First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. It's not. The First Amendment protects your right to free speech from government action. It doesn't apply to private companies creating rules on what it allows on its private platform. We certainly got a lot of wrong answers. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.